Okay, we're here, back on Zoom. I don't think we ever thought we'd be back here, but like, okay, this is how Ben is coming into the podcast now, just on some wild crackhead shit. Yeah, but no cast podcast, episode 21. Well, fellas, we never thought Hi. the day would come, but yeah, we're back to Zoom. We didn't really, we weren't really fans of the Zoom podcast back in the first lockdown. I think it's the whole keeping it simplistic is what's going to take us far with the Zoom podcast, which is a shame because like we had a lot of momentum running with the whole physical thing, like finding the studio, like having guests lined up, but COVID happens. You have to learn how to adapt and all that shit. Yeah, more or less. So how's your week been? Survival of the fittest. Um, oh, yeah, good. Good. My yeah. week has been good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ben, your week? It's been cozy, you know, interesting, explorative. Ben has been bad. Okay, and both of our weeks, fine, cool. And David, last person. <laughs> that was awesome. uh, very eventful. Very eventful. Mm. Um, yeah. Sunday. I officially tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, do we do we clap or what, what do we do? <laughs> not, not a round of applause for that. Oh man! Come um, on, man! Come on, man! Um, yeah. So, what way do I break it down? Do I get asked questions or do I just yeah. start talking about? First of all, let's ask David. Yeah. Come in contact with people before you got it. Well, yeah, but I can't really. I, I think for podcast purposes, I can't really frame who was like who I got it off. But I oh, know, oh, is, I yeah, know, yeah. I know who I got it off was basically contact off someone that then kind of basically had contact with my sister, and then I got the contact off. I got contacted off it my was, sister. It was brought into your own home. Yeah. Uh, so take us through what is it actually like, like physically draining. So on um. On so by Friday, my sister had gotten sick, and then um, by Saturday, we had had an event going on just where we were hosting something on Zoom, and everybody was fine except my sister was like, like dead, like, like in bits on the couch. And we're kind of like, okay, see, my sister a couple of times a year gets sick like that, so it's a bit like, okay, maybe not that she has the dramatics, but kind of okay, she's this sick every so often, so it's like. It didn't seem that bad. Um, on I I was like, it's probably just a flu. I'm gonna stay away from you. So or it's probably just girl stuff or whatever. But um, yeah. By Sunday, um, what happened Sunday? So, by Saturday, I was grand. Then by Sunday, I felt like it all obviously starts off with the nose. I felt the sinuses, the typical stuff. I'm like, damn, I woke up with a flu. It must be because it's freezing cold in my in my uh, house, because it was. And then uh, gradually, as the day progressed, it was like the sinuses blocked up a bit more. Um, there was a bit of a chesty cough that occurred. And then by Sunday night, my temperature had shot up, like shot up. I was kind of like, okay, this isn't good. I almost annually, like, like ritual, get sick every single year, but it often just entails a cold or a bit of a cough. 
it's never really kind of both. It's kind of either one or the other, like chest infection or blocked nose. But I never experienced something like a temperature, uh, my temperature shooting up like that on the Sunday night. And I remember on the Sunday night, I um, I stayed up with ease. Like, and you know me, I, I, can, I fall asleep. I start getting tired by 11, 12, uh, 11 p.m., 12 a.m. I start getting tired by midnight. I stayed up from... Yeah, from evening till about seven AM with ease. Like not 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 on one occasion did I feel like oh okay, I'm getting tired. I need to try and make myself sleep. Um yeah, that I stayed up with ease. I just binge watched um Social Dilemma, binge watching Netflix, like it was like just with ease. I look at my I look at my phone, look at the time, like, okay, damn, it's seven AM. So then I fall I fall asleep then eventually at like seven AM. And I wake up like way worse off. Like I was going to be like, okay, maybe it's one of them things. I had the migraine going on high temperature. I was like, maybe it's one of them things where when I wake up, I'll be better off. Cause that's always how it's been when I've had a migraine, I've had something going on. I wake up way worse. And then for the remaining, the remainder of the day, I'm just, I'm just asleep. I'm in and out falling asleep. I'm just bed, bedridden. And then into the next day, it's the exact same. I think it got to a stage where um, my, mom and my sister had to go up to me and go yo what's wrong because at this stage it was like a two-day process for my sister my sister <coughs> recovered my mom was the same but my mom has always kind of had this this show must go on mentality so she's kind of still going about her day still working and stuff like that but they literally had to go up and check on me because i'm like just hanging out in my bed in bits and um at this stage my temperature's gone my energy's totally sat down my body and you know um you know, you know, when you haven't worked out in a while and you like kind of focus in on these specific muscles when you go back to the workout, like chest or whatever. And then the next day you're like, oh, my chest is sore, my delts are sore, whatever, my lower back sore. I was feeling all them sort of pains, but I hadn't worked out. At this stage, the, we, were in, we were in our level five a few days. I hadn't done a home workout, admittedly. Uh, I hadn't worked any sort of muscle. And I'm waking up uh, the next morning in absolute bits, like, like my body's in bits. I'm totally sapped of energy. Um, my my stairs on the attic are steep, so I'm contemplating whether it's worth it going down the stairs. And the conclusion I always came to every time, that's nah, not worth it. So I didn't really eat for like two days, a day and a half properly. Um, yeah, I was in bits. So then uh, my scent goes at this stage. I've had my taste the entire time, but then my scent goes. I'm like, okay, this isn't really right. Like, I can't smell anything. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and then... The said person who we were in contact with, or my sister was in contact with, on Friday, um, we get uh, she gets a text off them saying that they tested positive for coronavirus. So then by the Saturday, we got tested. Then we didn't even think we'd get a test by Saturday. We just uh, we tr- we trust like we might have to wait it out till Monday, but just treat it like we have COVID. So we're not gonna go outside. We're not gonna do anything. So, yeah, lo and behold, on Saturday, my mom actually manages to get through to an emergency GP that's specifically there as a service for if you have COVID symptoms. And um, she rings the GP, obviously, and the GP rings back, asks us what our symptoms are. See, I don't know. I, it, it depends Because in the media, it's, it's weird how it gets spun because you hear all these symptoms of the GP that you've never even heard before. You just hear the same kind of repetitive, like, remedial <coughs> symptoms um, in the media, but it's like we don't hear them 
we don't hear the ones we hear after GP. So we're getting, I'm getting all these uh, weird sin. Like they're like, have you had a pain in your ear? Have you had a pain in your eyeballs? So apparently, you get a pain in your eyeballs as well when you have the symptoms. Because my mom, my sister did. Because it's obviously connected. All the sinus region is all connected to the same place. So we're like, okay, shit. So they set us in for a test um, at four o'clock. So we were at the test center in Swords by 4 p.m. And uh, yeah, it was weird. It, it was weird. This was like, my sister described it perfectly. It was like when you're driving into this place because it's in the show center in Swords, it's like driving into like um, a place. Did you watch The Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, driving into a place that's almost like a post-apocalyptic safe hold mm. where everybody stays at and like quarantines and stuff. It's so weird. It's like a dystopian place. And you walk in and then she just heard the best again. She's like, this place is like, it was like cubicles lined up like in Monsters, Inc. And everyone's just <laughs> wearing the hazmat suits like the monsters. And you have to like check into a door, check into a cubicle. We were like, this is nuts. So we had to do that. We had to sign off. <coughs> Excuse me. We had to sign off stuff. Um... They were like, yeah, what's your day, bro? What's this, this, you do your contacts. You have to bang off all that stuff. So we went in and they did take. The, did you hit the little tingly thing that's hanging on the back of your trow? They hit the little tingly thing swinging the back of my trow. They have to take a sample of your your mouth, like, like the back of your uh, tongue. And yeah, he basically puts this little rod on my tongue. Ooh. And it's like, it was weird. Did like, cause. Gag? No, so nerve ending, a nerve ending on the, on the, cause he goes bottom left of my tongue and a nerve ending started making my jaw go like this. <laughs> you hit a nerve ending on like, on like this. I'm like, I'd apologize, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this is like, these are like sensations I haven't felt. Pause. I'm like, that's like a nerve ending on my tongue. And then he literally just goes, yeah, now tilt your head back against the wall. So you're against the wall. Goes, we need you to tilt your head right back onto the wall. He takes out this um, cotton board, which is probably triple the size of an average cotton board. Now, this width, and uh, he just absolutely lodges it up into my up into my like my nose cavity, like like about oh, this much, probably this much, oh, probably this God. much was probably left of it. Like he twists it, and you kind of you're kind of wondering when they're gonna stop. And then they keep twisting, they keep twisting. And he says, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to feel like, you're going to pretty much feel a sensation you've never felt before. It's going to be like tension almost around your cranium, like that area. Bro, I've never felt this shit before. Like literally a squeezing like tension on my nose, like around this area. It felt like a lobotomy, like, and I'm there thinking when he's going to stop. And he just keeps going. I'm like, yo, he goes to me then, oh shit. Your uh, your your right your right uh, sinus is actually fairly blocked. I'm gonna have to run it with the other one, bro. Usually they don't have to run it with one nostril. They're like I'm gonna have to run it with the other one as well. Both your nostrils. So he has to he has to do it twice on me, bro. I'm literally tearing up at this stage. It's just tear ducts like just yeah. running down on me. I'm literally like, bro, this shit felt like a nose rape. Like I felt I felt violated. Like this this shit felt like a lobotomy. I was just like, you know, he, he was sound about. It. He's like, oh yeah, no, you can go now. But he even said to me, he goes, yeah, your sinuses are almost like swelled up from whatever this could potentially be. So all I'm going to warn you in advance is uh, make sure you get ready to self-isolate. So I took that as I probably have it. And I was a bit like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit of a surreal moment and a bit of a relieving moment because I think we've all spent this year just dreading it a little bit. 
and like me in yeah, particular it's like an, sometimes it's like an impending, it's like an impending yeah yeah not that i felt inevitable i just kind of thought like in the second wave i don't know there's that potential i know you're everybody's locked down i know but you see the cases on ice on eye test and it's like one thousand a day and stuff and you're like you can't really rule it out but uh it's just the fact that like we said i was always kind of relatively safe and took a serious took a took protocol serious so for me it just shows like anybody can get it like and you can only do so much like we said in the podcast but like yeah like we <coughs> like what are anywhere we went we were masked up we had yeah with us. Mm. and it just shows that like no matter how much it's kind of deflating in that sense where it's like no matter how much work you put in it still c- cannot be your fault at the end of the day. it could be someone else's wrongdoing that leads yeah you haven't and that's what I'm saying. We, we like if we saw a situation that we're like, okay, this isn't worth it, we wouldn't run it. But it's the fact that I more or less got it just sitting at home is <laughs> the whole uh, like yeah. fuckery of it. It's almost the comedic part of it. But um, yeah, um, I basically got by Saturday. I got told I had yeah my so for context, me, my sister, and my mom all got told we tested positive for uh, COVID, and uh, it was basically just I got told first. So they didn't get the results yet. So what I had to do was go straight the fuck up to my room because I'm like, what if they get tested negative? Because sometimes that's the fuckery of COVID tests. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thankfully they got told that they had it. Not thankfully, and it thankfully sounds weird to say to it, but yeah, thankfully they got told they had it too. So we didn't have to self-isolate, like literally just up in my room. Like we could all just hang around with, with each other. So the GP then, I had a 15-minute conversation with the GP and she basically said that it's like you have to isolate for 10 days from when you were infected. So I was really if infected a week ago. So I really only have to uh, isolate till about Friday now. But I'm kind of taking it upon myself to uh, isolate beyond that. I'll probably isolate till next Monday, to be honest, or something like Tuesday, just whenever I feel it's appropriate to go out and start <coughs> because you can hear me now. I'm still coughing. Uh, my scent is only gradually coming back, but still not really there. I experienced a lot of the worst symptoms last week, but overall, I'm on the mend. Um, my sister and my mom are on the mend, and uh, yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I think, I, th- I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think the worst of it, knock on wood, I think the worst of it is behind us already. So, yeah, <laughs> that's me basically. Um. That's a very good explanation. Yeah. Gained the life of COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I had to break it down. Because it's just mad. Because I've had a lot of texts, like, off people going, wow, what's it like? And I've never heard of anyone having it. And it's like, I'm only going to speak from my experience because you can't really um, dismiss the people that have gotten it. And they've been left in ICU states and stuff like that. And they've been left in bits. And it's affected a lung or it's infected a limb and their body, like, I'm not going to diminish that, you know what I mean? But for me, it was like in the moment, it was like, maybe it's just for me because like I consider myself relatively in good nick. Like I think I can combat something like that. But it's like, fuck, man. This just feels like it was hyperbolated in my head all year, like through media and kind of fearing it. And it's like, it's here now. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about it? It's, it's like, I don't know. It's like this dread you always have about something. And it kind of comes along and it's a bit like, oh, right. It was an interesting experience overall, um, but yeah, just hope I recover now. I hope we don't get it again anytime soon because that little two-day period is not nice. Yeah. It's not nice. Let me tell you, I can confirm to a lot of people, it's very much real. 
<laughs> this shit is very much real. Like I had people texting me going, um, oh, do you know what's mad, man? I probably was beginning to think it was fake till you told me you had it. I was like, dog, it is very much real. This shit ain't fake. Because I could not move out of my bed for about two days. Like my temperature had shut up. I was in bits. Um, the whole time though, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, no way I have COVID. Like where could I have gotten COVID from? Like, like is it, no, it can't be, it can't be. I remember I had that running through my head when my temperature shot up. I was like, that could be just pure coincidence. Like my temperature shot up, but no, yeah, no, COVID. COVID, it can happen that easy. So yeah, just um, my probably parting message to that before we move on from this is, uh, yeah, just take it serious. Don't, um, don't disrespect the process of um, staying at home and um, self not isolating, but lockdown and, you know, just keep yourself careful because... Wear your it, mask, yeah, wash your hands. Yeah, it may not be life-threatening to some people, but it is a massive fucking inconvenience. Like, I have stuff going on, like, in my life. Like, I haven't had energy to, to edit or nothing or do the podcast or nothing, so we're already a week behind, like, well, other people are dropping shit. Like, we, 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 we haven't been... We're on, like, a one-week sabbatical. No one here from us from a week. I haven't did a home workout yet. I've been very resistant to doing home workouts just because... Like, I wanted to cycle to Argillan last week. And, you know, like, when your body just tells you, gee, that ain't happening. Yeah. I can tell you that much for free. If you think that shit's happening, you're going to cough along you know, on the way to Argillan. Like, with the, between, like, multiple factors, like the weather and stuff like that. And just, like, I still feel it. My lungs feel it a little bit there. Thank God I didn't have any respiratory problems, like, breathing or anything like that. But you can feel it. Like, you can feel the afters. Yeah, you can only uh, imagine that if you were, like not in, in worse physical shape how much of a struggle yeah that's what i mean so i, I was just uh, I, I like to think me and my mom and my sister were the lucky ones yeah boy by the grace of god but <laughs> yeah but you know it's just it's just one of them things like like thank god we're, like, we're all right with it but uh yeah don't uh it's a bit like a lot of things in life we get told to respect don't disrespect them now like i know you see i know you see like a combination of fear mongering in the news that feels like it has some sort of invalidation to it. And then you see people protesting anti-maskers and stuff. Take this shit serious, man, because it can come. Like, do you know what I mean? So. I think it was like a reality check, even for me, but it's like, I don't think we all have abided by the laws, like strictly down to the law. No, I'm going to be honest, to an extent, I didn't either. Yeah, like we've been in situations where we've been with more than three households and stuff like that. Mm. But this kind of comes more of a reality check with like, maybe we actually just need to be more about ourselves more cautious bro, bro i i had the moment where i had to awkwardly tell my gp i basically just broke the lockdown rules from rip because yeah, yeah. obviously we respect it but just there was that day that occurred when we were all out playing ball and she was like have you really been around any other people in between i'm literally like yeah i was kind of playing football like on the friday like more or less the the, the probably probably 36 hours or so before I was infected. I was like, yeah, I was pretty much out with some of the lads playing ball. And we weren't really in close proximity. And she's kind of like, oh, she's like that. And I'm like, yeah. But I highlighted that we're outside. And she said it was G. So it was funny. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you supposed to vouch for yourself when you're, like, not following some lockdown rules and you're following others? Like, I, I know now my part in lesson with it is just to stay consistent with it and, you know, you can only do your bit. Don't curse yourself out if you get it because it's up to everyone to play their part. So, But um, overall, like with the week, I think, I th I th I think I've just done a lot of reflecting really. Like, like is there any reflecting you've done just by how like people move on social media and stuff like that and just 
Well, seeing as you had so much time to yourself the last week, you probably analyzed every single little thing. Oh, I've analyzed the f- oh oh brother, I've clocked like eight hours on my phone this week. <laughs> I've clocked I've clocked hella. I've my screen time is nasty nasty this week. Like I've clocked I've I've, I've clocked a lot of stuff. You're gonna get See, that little notification where it's like. David, your screen time is up 242% from last Bro, week. I got my Monday breakdown already. Shit's, shit's almost clocking nine hours. Like, I was just on my phone. I was on my phone, but I wasn't actually like... It's like I wasn't really present on my phone, but it's just on my phone. Like, this could, it can be a matter of, um, like, just I had YouTube on in the background. I could have been changing YouTube, like, a remote, or I could have been doing anything. Like, it's just one of them matters. But, like, um, yeah, man, it's just... <laughs> it's funny seeing how people move on on on, on it's just just on instagram every day like i was deep in it like my first night basically where uh my temperature rose up i was just like fuck i'm just gonna chill at home and i watched that social dilemma thing and what's interesting to me is the breakdown we had on the social dilemma no the social media dilemma we um uh, what occurs for us like is like from a mental health aspect and I'm kind of watching this social dilemma thing like I want to watch it I'm going to give it a chance I hope they start breaking they don't start breaking down oh it's bad for your mental health because I can't have that absolutely like force fed in my face all the time yeah but this took a pretty uh different um perspective really um I think we I think we disagree with the me and you anyway disagree with the kind of premise of the so like a lot of the things is kind of I knew beforehand of I know how much like what we do is monitored and analyzed and stuff like that but it's kind of just the ignorance towards it where I don't really care people can have my data I'm as I'm just as numb yeah and it's probably a negative way to be as far as I'm concerned all I'm inclined to piggyback off you there and say I agree because as far as I'm concerned I don't have a lot to hide um it's just really the intrusiveness of it though and the fact that we're all as humans kind of pawned off with our data and I you almost ne- i almost necessarily think that this whole idea of our data getting pawned off is kind of like fear-mongered into us by seeing things like black mirror and stuff like that because that's we only have the negative connotations towards what they're doing with our data we don't like in a good way like they do do some things that help us in our data as, as unethical as it might seem like our data is being used for reasons that like help us see things that we want to see etc etc and like at the end of the day it's not regulated like until this stuff is actually regulated i don't think it's personalized either i think it's almost yeah like we're just we're just a number in a cloud somewhere that we're not it's not individualized but that's basically what the what the developers alluded to was basically like well the reason why this happens is because it's not really regulated like there's no tax imposed on how much data you collect like there should be there should be um mass regulation on it like you you can't have too much data almost it needs yeah. to be taxed or it needs to be some somehow but sanctioned even, evenly distributed almost. yeah evenly distributed just, just a, not a monopoly on everyone's data. yeah but I think it was interesting to break it down from a from a from a from a personified element because like we are all a lot of us are products of our phone, and a lot of our, our a lot of our reality is centered is centered around our phone, like a lot of your reality and some now I'm not saying it's completely the case, but some of your belief systems and some of your personality is kind of representative of what you see on your phone from a day to day basis, yeah, and it's like. Yeah. When I was sitting there 
the day after, because I because I was one of them guys. I turned off my phone for the for the duration of this thing because I was like, okay, it's a country, it's a contradiction, isn't it? If I'm if I'm there sitting on my phone, yeah. Just to be honest, that's all my man did, and I roused the fuck out of my man for it. But uh, yeah, like oh, I, I, when I went onto my phone and later on, I'm like, wow, like so many people are products of their phone. And I think what me and you noticed, and we had this discussion during the week, it's like there's so many people that like it's not that they were shit people but they're not nice they weren't really the nicest people in the past and it's like a phone and whatever namaste memes they see and it's all this purified stuff it's almost like virtue it it gives them license to virtuous signal and that's something that doesn't sit right with me like i was seeing a lot during the week and i was kind of seeing um just people are products of their phone and they kind of perpetuate the wrong shit. And it's like, but like it, it's, it shows us how easy it is to create a false identity of yourself on an online platform. Yeah. Like, like, whereas like there's people that we know personally that we've encountered and we know they're shitty people, but on this online persona they have, they are these peaceful people who are free thinkers and they're peaceful, they're like mindful. And so but we know that like, they're not great people. And it's just about how you kind of break down reality and what people might perceive reality as. And you know what we don't discuss enough, Kel and Ben? It's okay to be a shithead. It's, it's okay to highlight that you're a shithead in social media. Like, we, we could sit here and say with this whole generation we built up that, oh, no, it's not okay. I tend to have more of an admiration, maybe not for shitheads, but people that are honest with themselves. Because, like, I can't ever really invest my time into someone that's not really being themselves on social media. Like, the whole virtual signaling thing. Like, it's great, like, you... I I do think it works in both ways, though, whereas, like, I do believe that people can change over a time that, like, you're not the same person who you were two years ago, so you're... It's always evolving and always changing, but... It's very easy though to distinguish who is um, who is gradually Anyone changing, now. is who's on their own journey with it, yeah. and who's trying to force it. Like there's, there's a lot of people on social media that try force it, and kind of like there's no point in trying to force it. Like 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 sharing a bunch of the same related stuff won't give me validation that you're that sort of person. It only tells me that all you have to do is look up the hashtag of it and reshare, and like it's that simple for you. Like like I think there needs to be evident change there just in how someone behaves when you meet them versus how they move on social media because it's it's dangerous i think think that's how i'll always judge people though from like recently anyway where it's like whatever i don't really like before i meet someone i won't check their social media and stuff like that to just perceive someone who they are i'd rather like in in connect like in person connection with the person to find out who they actually are because there's some people who have gotten along with really well with online where like good vibes and then you come across them first and they're completely different and it's vice versa as well where i hated someone online then it turns out that i really like the person when i see them like yeah i think more time i'm lucky enough where i encounter a person before i see their social media so it's like in work for instance like i i, I meet someone in work i've never really talked to i was like oh you're pretty cool and i follow them on social media and it's on a spectrum of they could have like 250 followers 2500 followers but regardless i just like them i like their vibe and i like their energy and i like them as a person so that becomes relevant to me it's just when a lot of people lean on that whole i have x amount of followers so i well, i genuinely like 
in my in my opinion, if I met like if I saw Ben social media before I met Ben, I would hate him. Like that's just my like opinion. Whereas like Ben social ben media before, is annoying, bro. Ben, you haven't talked one so far, man. What's wrong with you? I, I think he's just listening. I honestly think he's just listening. Listen. Yeah, I'm I think, listening. I'm listening to a live podcast, bro. Yeah, he's just he's just enjoying shit. I for once I'm gonna let him because I think me and you are barring today. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Like I like I think it's mad that people that have a massive amount of did you hate, did you hate my did you hate my social media too, David? I'll say nothing. Wow. I'll say no. I'll say nothing on the piece. So you I'm do. Say so you, you don't. Do. No. Do, do. You just don't. You don't distribute appropriately how you use social media. It's like you're either don't post anything at all or post genuinely. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating. There was one day you posted about 45 things in your story at once, and it's like it's just like, but it is almost like binge syndrome where like you take so much time off it, and then suddenly you're on it so much. And I think, I don't know, I think mine's just an overall, like, I think I think I binged the right amount. I don't really, like, binge and then take a dra- drastic time off. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I work my social media, but it's just but back I, to the... I almost, I almost, like, think that's an admirable thing about Ben, where it's like, I think Ben has a less, like, need to be seen on social media than, say, I do, for instance, where it's like, even me, like if I don't post on the wall, I'm like, oh shit, I'm posting while. Let me post. But yeah, I think with Ben, that's gonna be different. Like our minds work in different ways. I just stop posting on social media when I realize I don't really have like the bandwidth to keep like to to take so much social media and take so much of the same thing because it is day. Like 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 we said, we saw something the other week where it's like some someone should reshared something where it's like it's toxic behavior to monitor your calories and to exercise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm a bit like. Now, they had good points. So it was basically a left side and a right side. I can see if I can find it, but... Um... Like, I, like, that whole argument, for me, anyway, I do believe that, like, the whole monitoring calories thing is a bit weird, especially for people, like, who have had eating disorders. And but it's that, it, it's eating disorder versus medical requirement. Like, if I go into it, if I go... It's like we said with the... You go into a psychologist and you get told to get off social media. I go to a dietitian or I go to a doctor and they tell me, okay, your cholesterol's high or this and that. Um, you have to cut down your calories. They, I don't think that should be illegal. Not in you, that you, yeah, you have to exercise. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, think... It's, it's about personally about who uses it. It's about what you use yeah. yourself. It has to be used appropriately. I just don't really agree with the demonization of it because it's like a lot of things um, we consume. Um, overconsumption of it is bad. So it's up to you to regulate how much you consume it. If you're, um, if you're going into too much of a deficit with calories, then okay, you need to go back to, you need to rethink it, reevaluate it. It's the same thing with overexercise. If you're overexercising to a point where your body's telling you, listen, my brother, you are overexercising, then it comes back to reevaluating. So I think the key thing in it a lot of the time for me, is just, you have to evaluate, you have to do it and then evaluate, do it and then evaluate. And if you are, Almost yeah. overextending in the exercise and the calorie deficit. I think that's that's uh, like I'm also seeing on the right side, like measuring self worth by your weight. It's a medical requirement to make sure you're you're at a healthy enough weight. Like, but, uh, people but I that, do think that that can be bogus as well because I remember even like when I started going to the gym and I started looking into all these things that I've never looked at before, like my BMI and stuff like that. You know something, Kel? 
I'm a guy that doesn't even look on my way. Well, I agree. I know, but say, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like, I looked on my way, okay? And I was very comfortable about what way I was mm-hmm. at the time. But when I got my BMI done, everything, like when you start looking at charts and stuff like that, yeah. I said that I was obese, like that I was overweight. And I was like, I look totally fine. Like, <laughs> you look I totally look. fine. And then you get told you're clinically obese. Yeah. Like, I think we've all been there though. Yeah. But I don't think that is going to be good for it. Cause with me, with my mindset, I can, like, I'm not that I'm built different. I'm not going to use that term, but I'm saying like mm. the way I took it was, I didn't take it as too much of a, like a slash towards him, but to someone who is like, obviously more, they take that more serious being like, if you're at a certain weight and you're happy, that can just kill your happiness. If you're told that you're overweight and obese, that can just derive someone to do something like. Well, I look at it as us as humans, I reckon us as humans, we weren't ever meant to evolve to have this sort of fat mass or have, I think, I think the whole clinically obese thing is based on the threshold of how much fat a human should have. So I think like almost in like primordial eras, it's like there wasn't a lot of body fat. So I think it's still been kind of put on that metric. So me, I don't know. It's it, it's the logic I it's the benefit of the doubt I give if I'm ever told I'm clinically obese. It's kind of like okay, well, really, as humans, we're 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 not really meant to have like like twenty percent body fat or something like that. Like so, it's it's the technicalities of it. But I think that's just it depends on mindset. Because like you said, I can think that and I can form all them little conclusions. But then someone else that um completely that's probably a bit more sensitive to me. Yeah, can be like I'm fat. Like I'm really really fat and. You know, it does build complexes and it does do that. But um, I think a lot of shit shouldn't be sugarcoated on so, on social media. Like, like, like I get the progressive... Well, I think it's because, like, again, where it is a lot of, like, we're in such a sensitive age now where any little wrongdoing... And I, I'm not the type of one to hate because I, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we're just a generation full of snowflakes. Like that, I think that term is just stupid. But I think people are more sensitive... Not in a negative way either. We we are sensitive in a good way. We're becoming more aware of things and progressive. But again, it swings both ways. Where you're gonna have to give a little to get a little. Almost like when if we're over analyzing one thing, people are obviously gonna over analyze the other thing as well. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way I, I I see it. Like I I I'm just a believer in keeping balance. Though, like I think there needs to be a, 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 a obviously a yin and yang, good versus evil element to it. I think. I am a firm believer that you need to amalgamate the two. Like you do need a left side and you do need a right side. You do need a sensitive side and you do need a brutal and honest side. And I think that's the balance. I think, I think, I think, I think we, we almost danger ourselves where if we lean towards one side too much, I think some, some of the, st- a lot of the stuff you see on social, don't get me wrong. A lot of them fucking cards that have bold font on them with a colorful background are great. They're informative, but some of them are just a bit, you know, are we, are we overthinking this a little bit? Like, is this the message you want to put out? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I saw one on toxic happiness. And I get it, okay? But I think one thing that's been overused this year is, is the word toxicity in itself or toxic. Because I saw something where it says there's such thing as toxic happiness, where it's like someone not understanding your hardship and not understanding is toxic I know about you, for you probably be inclined to agree a little bit or disagree. I can't tell. I disagree to the extent that I just think it's innocent ignorance from the person to not understand your hardships. Like, I don't expect everyone to, like, I'm not going to say 
someone's toxic because they said at least you're good at least your COVID's good now at least you're not like I'm not like that's toxic you didn't understand me there do you know what I mean it's kind of just they're ignorant to the situation because they didn't understand it they're ignorant to the situation if I'm down or I'm this or I'm that it's giving them their understanding of where I'm at that kind of you know makes it make sense I wouldn't jump straight to the toxic stuff that's just me anyway with it yeah Um, what's your thoughts on it uh, yeah, I think it's very similar in the sense where it's like it's people not being on the same level of the like they don't have the same attachment as you would to a certain thing and like it's not toxic it's just that they're and I, I don't think it's ignorance either I think it's just you're on two different wavelengths two different paths like yeah, yeah I agree so, I agree like, <coughs> I wouldn't even say it's ignorance because like even for an example one of my close friends when I was like say like when I was in a bad place when I was like sad and shit like that and I'd reach out to my friend and then they'd be like, bro, just think differently. Like, it's all part of mindset. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really work. Yeah. I don't think, uh, it's, it's not my friend being ignorant. It's about, that's what helps them and that's their thing. But I don't think it's toxic. No. In that sense. Like, no. They're, they're, like, they're pushing their happiness. That's overall, yeah. That's what the, Mar- the Marla story we can all agree on is, yeah. There's, I, I, the, no, toxic positivity is not... I think Ben is toxic. It's not a, that it's guy is just never, he's just never sad. He's just, just vibing all the time. It's nice to hear from you. It's actually a live show. Ben's just enjoying it as the audience. So, Ben, what did oh, you Oh, gosh, no, bro. Bro, amazing. Thanks. I never knew you guys hated me low-key on, in- <laughs> on the internet. Oh. Well, it's, it's cool. To, it's no, no, no. Wait, wait, chill. It's cool to know that because, bro, my internet life is different from my mm. real life. If I know you in real life, I talk in real life. The time we we talk, that's a, that's enough for me. The reason I don't post a lot is because I don't have people actually interacting with me like twenty four seven. Like apart from you guys. Do you like, think that idea that people not, actually like willingly reply to someone's story like an influencer? Like what what do you think of that? Like I, I do. I but like I, I only reply to people I feel like some worth of like, you feel compelled do you, do you, to you, do either like, of you get like when you post, you either you get like a sense of affirmation like with the interaction that you get from your posts? No. No I don't care. No, I don't okay. get a sense of affirmation, I, which is why I literally made a close friends and I just post most of my stuff on my close friends. Like it's if, really just for them to see. Like, like would you would you be in the mindset that like if you got twenty likes on something and then like your next post got a hundred likes, like or vice versa, would that be a change in your To be honest, yeah, I think <laughs> I think we're all a bit subconsciously like that. Like 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 nope. it, like it don't care about <laughs> likes. I yeah. was always the fa- I was always the fan of Take off likes off Instagram because it was killing yeah, people. I, I yeah, really no, I I'm, could, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan I, of that. I, I could remember when I was in high school and like people will get likes and stuff, they'll get 100 likes. And me with my 20 likes, I'll be like, I'm calm, I'm happy, bro, you know? And like, and like, when, when, the, when, the, wait, when the person gets like less than that 100 likes, they're like, thinking deep about it they're like they'll come to you and be like yo check this picture is this good or not is it? like people are not liking it i'm like bro you don't need to worry about that you know yeah because like you don't really need the affirmation you're only on the internet 
you talk whatever you want to talk, but you still have to be subconscious of the people around you, making sure you don't hurt them because it's a wider base. You could say that on one aspect that we don't care about the numbers and analytics. Um, but like, I think when you immerse yourself in something that we do, I think you suddenly have to care about well, the think, analytics. And it could be subconscious. Like, from pers- personal and business. Personal versus business, yeah. Maybe it's because it's a brand we're trying to grow. I think it's almost positive to look at the analytics of something because then it gives you an assessment of where you're at. But no, like when you personalize your own analytics, yeah. I think. Yeah. By me saying that, I kind of got the answer to my question when you repeated it back to me almost as well. That like, we don't get any assessment on our own likes, but yet sometimes it's something integral to some of the pictures. Some of the pictures I just let fly. I don't care. I'm like, I just want to put that over look good. I don't care. I'm not even going to look at that. Some of the pictures are like, hmm, like, you know, a little bit, but I'm not obsessive over it. Like, I don't, I don't, I like, I wouldn't care that much. Like, I'll just post something and yeah. I just yeah. let it fly. Like, you know, me and you, we've, we've been, we've been kind of getting some sweet little Instagram pics. So we're just like, we'll just post it. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. like, as long as, as long as whatever. If them 20 people said, oh, yo, David looks good in that, like, I don't care. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's fine by me. So, and uh, I'd, I'd be like, thank you. I'd be, I'd be like, thank you. Mm, Thank you, really. beautiful on the picture. There's not you know much I can do after that. Force? Do you know who was the driving force behind uh, Instagram taking away likes? Kanye West, I'm guessing. Kanye Omari West. Are we moving? So, are we on to Kanye David? West? Oh, we are, we are discussing, because you wouldn't let me fight you on this man-to-man. You wouldn't come to me man-to-man the other day. You said, wait until we on the podcast. Do it. So, I just why think... do you not think? that he is you, it's almost like you discredit things that he's doing to, in a sense no i don't discredit everything he's doing we brought up this specific thing that i discredit and i just think kanye west is this pioneer of course that is just bringing something to the table every single day every single fucking year he's bringing something groundbreaking he's a creator what's give, give the context you're muffling a bit. Sound like, ben sounds like he is in a different room. Yeah, you're muffling. Give, give a con- give a <laughs> He's just ignoring it. Like, 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 you sound like you're underwater. So, yeah, I'll give context. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was the hologram. It was the Rob Kardashian hologram that he made for Kim. I get the intent in it. it, it, it it's, probably, it's probably sweet and it's romantic. And ultimately, if she likes it, who fucking cares? But I think there is this... Um, I think there's already this, there's this disconnect in Kim's life. And I like Kim. I'm not on the, oh, I fucking hate Kim. She's just totally toned after everything. I'll watch that David Letterman thing. I respect her. But I think naturally there's going to be a tone deafness there. So she doesn't see that that, like, from a human element isn't appropriate. And I think that's the thing with Kanye for me always. I just, I like Kanye so much, yeah. And you can, you can, you can agree with me on this. I like Kanye so much that I remember Kanye so far back to when he had a human element about him. And it almost is like that went when his mother okay, died. And that's okay, understandable. But, but, but what, what, is, what is the inhumanity in this sense? Because No, inhumanity and not having a human element to something are different. No, because in, I, humanity, think, I think... Inhumanity no, incites those cruelty in it. Human element is just lacking a human touch. I wouldn't okay, put them in okay, the same bracket. It, it, it's been a thing for a while now where people have gotten, like, say, like, voice recordings of, like, a, a relative that's passed, and they've put it on an object, an inanimate object, like, say, like, a, 
a teddy bear or something like that and you pull the teddy bear back and it has their voice playing like that and people have them mm. and they post videos and people are like hey this is the cutest thing ever and it's to have a sense of hearing that person's voice for one more time or something like that and people have said it's the cutest thing ever for years to come but i feel like this is the next step in like almost technology in society where like it's the next sen- like step of sen- like it's it's sentimental almost yeah i just think a lot of human element is the fuck out here but, but like i do not think that like the way we're evolving no matter what happens like technology wise are you going to be anti-technology would you consider yourself an anti-technology person okay i don't want to take it to a morbid place let me prefix this with that you know i, need to go I don't believe someone should be immortalized like that way it's almost like bringing them back from the dead like it's like zombie type shit to me i grew up like watching zombie movies and all and it's just eerie to me and it's just weird i don't know if calvin can still hear me but um can, can calvin still hear me man i can't even hear yeah, you on your he audio can't. yeah he can, he can. yeah it, yeah since then yeah so i've always been <coughs> someone that's grown up on that so i just I'm, I'm i'm a firm believer that um let me first of all everybody has their own way of mourning so I understand that, that that's what some people lean into, like getting a recording or something or getting a hologram. It's comforting to them. But um, I'm just in the belief of you need that closure with someone and it is when they're gone, they're gone until hopefully, for me, hopefully you see them again. Maybe, we don't know, but it's like they're gone. So I just think in this human world, they, like, they just need to, there needs to be closure there. Like, you, you can talk to them, you can feel their presence, you can feel it. But I think literally to, like, bring them back like that or immortalize them and, like, kind of the whole thing in the Rob Kardashian thing, it's like he's assuming what Rob must be thinking or saying. I get, I get that that's sweet and it's reassuring, Kim, that she's doing okay. She has a great husband and a great pool. I don't know. It all came off weird to me. And almost, yeah, but do you not think it's almost like... Like, I feel like it's relatable to say, like, even posthumous albums... Like where people go and they record lyrics and they take lyrics from other songs that they've recorded, but the person is long dead and they're recording these new songs. But I think almost- po- I, I, I think posthumous is just this these unreleased tracks that's like, yeah, we should just get them out. It's like the no, Miley... No, like I'm talking like where they take <coughs> words, where they take like sounds that people have made before. And then like even with the Star Wars, this, when Carrie Fisher died, they CGI'd her face and they CGI'd what she was saying. I find that into- weird. I find that weird. Okay, so I, 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 found, I found it very weird see, too. See, yeah, yeah. You, you see the cloth I'm cut from it. I find that weird immediately. But yeah, but I'm saying, I think that's, I think, not that you're being narrow-minded, but, but like, it, if you hate that, you're going to hate anything like that. It's yeah. like, yeah. That's the way I'm saying it. Yeah. We, yeah, we can make advancements and, and I think there's another way you can pay like almost a, a, a homage to someone that's passed but i just think it's like you said that the the, the the um the the posthumous thing did you ever watch that black mirror thing where miley was in a coma so again they this up- is what i'm saying you're taking from black mirror where they yeah. have negative connotations about technology i know there's, ne- there's negative connotations but yeah the negative connotations come from a realism in black mirror 
So I'm black, you have it. No, but there's other realisms. You're having one alternate reality. Black Mirror, like black mirror wasn't no, made no, off of having, just these outlandish claims. It's you, made you are having, relatively similar. You are having one alternate reality of what this technology can do in a negative connotation. But there is positive. No, I'm just extracting from what's realistic to, yeah. For me, when I watch Black Mirror, <laughs> let's not make this a Black Mirror debate, but like for me, when I watch Black Mirror, I extract what is demonizing black mirror but i also extract where the realisms come from but and I where we like will you, use our whole human touch but you're over analyzing black mirror where it's brother, we will lose our human touch they said in that we will lose our human touch the moment they start mixing miley's voice which is in a coma and making up lyrics she's about to sing this is like the same thing they're making up what rob kardashian is saying in a fucking hologram bro Cleo, but that's the way technology is gonna go. Technology is gonna go that way. There's it, it, is that it. is that saying that's right or wrong? It's like it's like when we watch the social dynamic thing. They say technology is gonna go somewhere. Whether that's right or wrong, it's it's for the high. It's it's for the powers that be. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't know like, if people, that's supposed to be talk, good or bad. People people were afraid just, of television. Like people were afraid of television when it came in because they were like, oh, is this gonna brainwash people? They're gonna be seeing this image that they've never seen before, and they're gonna be watching this image. I'm saying like they, it's the next. I think this they, is the they, next step in technology in that we're gonna take. Mm, David, see, I understand. I, I understand his point in this. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of making me like the idea of the of the whole thing, which is which is good. I support. I support like uh, people don't want to be like, oh, I want to hear their voices one more time. But the only problem is, like for me, the only problem where this comes bad is when, like, uh, for instance, artists, Pop Smoke, um, Juice World, Tupac, all of them, the this whole um, concert, like, management, they're trying to make these dead people come alive again and perform, which I feel is, is, uh, is weird. That's my own point of view. That's when I see But can it you as... not disconnect the two from a sentimental family reason and then an exploitation reason? I can yeah, argue, yeah. I can argue yeah, yeah. I'm using it to, to benefit him a little bit. There was a, there was a sense of exploitation there for me because it's like, how do you not... Like... He's, he's not exploiting. Yeah, he's was not like, exploiting. How would how he not Rob approve? How would he not Rob approves of him, first of all? And how would Kanye, and, and how would Kanye react? And this isn't me getting disrespectful, but how would he react to someone made a hologram of Donda? Okay, but we've already... like. How we do already, we know if Kanye takes that? Well, I know everyone we, has different we, systems. No, but No, but we already alter history as it is. Maybe, we maybe, maybe. suit it the way we wanted to. And hmm. that's almost what he's doing in that sense, where he's altering this narrative where... He, he probably believes in God, did everything to have them together. And the reason why him and Kim together are all like God did. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and Rob would go with that as well. Yeah. So that's the way I'm, that's the narrative I'm taking. It's probably See, Kanye bias. See, may, maybe, maybe Kim has been talking about this idea to, um, to Kanye a couple of times. She's probably like, hey, I'd love to like, you know, maybe you don't know what they do at home, basically. But this is what I'm thinking. Maybe she might be at home, you know, all day, just like uh, watching videos. I wish videos I could hear my dad's of, uh, voice again. Or, yeah, yeah or Rob, maybe, maybe. Or, or just watching videos of Rob Kardashian, and maybe he's like, okay, you know what? Let me I have the make means about reality to make her. Yeah, there's technology out there that can make this. Why not just 
make it for her and see how she reacts to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's and a- that, it's as simple as that. But I, I understand, like, your point, David, where it's like you have to allow the, the dead to rest, you know? Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Which, 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 is, which is what I'm saying. Like, these, these concerts and, like, um, people that manage the concerts that are coming up with the ideas of look uh, and the management of, of these artists are just coming up and just, like, look um, without consent to the families of the dead. I just like look. Um, let's let's uh, let's make a two pack concert mm. or uh, or like a juice world and extract. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is it doesn't for me. I feel that doesn't sit right. It's not. It's not the experience. It's like I think it just when it's done. You... I think when it's done in this way, it's not. <coughs> I'm not going to really critique it. Whereas, like, in ways that can be done, like, out of touch, like, even the little peep and X song, when they did that, they both know they didn't like each other as people. Yeah. And then they put on a song. I think when it's done like that, that's some fuck shit. But, like, I think when it's done in a lighthearted way, I don't have any issue with that. Mm. Interesting. Mm. It is interesting. I just, also, I just, you got to commend Juice I, World's side. Juice World's camp said, no, we're not doing that shit, basically. Exactly. Like which, is, like yeah. which, which is good. I don't, even when, like, as soon as uh like these artists die, they just like hey um all these other artists that kind of had beef with them or they didn't really really know them are like hey look I'm gonna be jumping on a track with with uh Juice World I'm yeah. like <coughs> it's fucking it doesn't wild. make sense it doesn't make sense like you like some artists I don't follow for instance most of these um upcoming ones like Kid Leroy and so on. <laughs> she doesn't know Kid Roy. She's a bro. <laughs> like most of these um, artists are like Kid Leroy. Um, I'm not a fan of him because of this. He's he he's like I know Juice World brought him up. I know I understand the thing where you're like um, respecting someone that that brought you up, respecting someone that was like, look, you're you're gonna be the next big star and so on. I understand that, but when you start using their music or previous tracks they've made that were never released and you're like, oh, we're going to make this into a feature and it helps you to blow up. I don't support that, honestly. Yeah. I, was, I was never a big fan of when I saw... I thought it was cool, though. I was never a big fan of when I saw Tupac's hologram concerts. I was like, mm. it's, it's not the same. You don't get... There's there's a difference when you we see should the be. artist We should be left live. with a memory. Yeah, we should be left with a memory. Yeah, yeah. Like I understand <laughs> us listening to his song. That's that's the songs he has made. It's it's going to be the same songs, the same music videos. You see, it's fine. It, those those ones who give you nostalgia about the artist. Not it shouldn't be making new things. You see him. Yeah. Yeah, I do understand not that. You see. I, or I could understand, for instance, artists that are alive right now, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? Like what Travis Scott and Fortnite did with the whole live concert on the game. Stuff like that. Yeah. That is, that is totally cool. That is amazing because you could be like, 
yo, I can't make it. I can't make it to this concert. I can't make it to that concert. Why not yeah. just make it yeah. online, and like you, an online you think, concert or something? Where families I, should have the last say in this. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think that gets passed on? The, I think with the consent, yeah, family, yeah. The closest person <coughs> to the to that individual should have the last say. So, like, say, don't say, don't know. Chris, say, Chris greenlighted it. Kim greenlighted it, and then Kanye was like, "Fuck it, I can do it." Is there an issue with that? Yeah, no, because because I, I think we both brought this up for debate purposes. But I started yeah, this yeah. by saying ultimately, if she gave permission to it, if Chris gave permission, if the if the rest of the um of uh, of Rob's children gave permission, ultimately, who are we to fucking weigh on, in on it? I think that's one like obviously it's, content it's for, purposes. It's for, yeah, it's for content purpose. You know what I mean? But like, I think that's a thing in general. Where who are we to say anything about what yeah. famous people do? I don't care enough about famous people anymore. No. No, I kind of care about what's going uh, going on in the world, and we have a lot of real shit to be dealing with yeah. ourselves. That I think we, I think we could transition to the um, the elections are going to be tomorrow. Well, the results are going to be tomorrow, or is the vote and cast it tomorrow? Well, vote tomorrow. Vote tomorrow, tomorrow. That yeah. was was ask your guys. Yeah. Oh, we're all, okay. all telepathic today. Yeah. You today, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask. Let me ask Kelvin first. Kelvin, ben. how do you feel if? How do you feel if we have, if Biden is 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 voted in? How would you feel? I just want to know. Uh, on a real, I genuinely don't care about U.S. politics because yeah, doesn't, it doesn't affect it's us. never going to affect no. me. But on a like a wide scale, like. If I was the person who be there, uh, I'm fine with Biden. I think it's the lesser of two evils again, which is mm, the worst. I, agree. I hate, I hate that, I hate that analogy because yeah. I use the same with Clinton and Trump. Uh, but yeah, I like, I do, I kind of understand where it's like both sides, like the business and the like, like the like the, the richer people are gonna go for Trump. Do you think that's nasty? Okay. Actually, do you think that's nasty that uh, all these um, figures are coming out endorsing Trump? Like I see, I see rich, I see rich people, even like like little pump and stuff like that coming out and yeah. endorsing Trump. And I do get it. Don't like it's their money. They put money above of eth- ethical issues. That's yeah. them. But I think eth- ethically, Joe Biden is probably the best one to pick. My boy, uh, mar- marginally if, ethically, because there's a yes, lot. Of, uh, because there's a lot of shit that he's doing. Okay, there's a lot to support weird. that. Yeah, he's definitely. Only the lesser of two evils, and not the good party in this. But like, okay. even even if you My sec- break down Kamala Harris, I'd rather her than fucking Pence anyway, as well. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Okay, okay, Ben, you My asked sec- the second question. Yeah. We- My second question is for the two of you now. Yeah. After this election, if Trump wins, do you think a vaccine will come out? It's gonna come out either way, but maybe it won't be widely distributed throughout America. No, mm. do you think? No, what I mean is like, do you think like um, it's or maybe during the election? Do you think like something like a miracle? Ooh, we found the vaccine or something. Will will be like? I magic. think there will because like I think this is conspiracy thinking anyway. 
like the same thing happened with George Bush when he was elected in 2000 and then straight away 9-11 happened in 2001. It's kind of like something big happens. Even Barack Obama, Osama bin Laden uh, was failed yeah. after his election. I think something big is going to happen and it usually happens after a president's elected. It usually feels so, like it's manufactured, yeah, almost. To, to, well, to, that's, that's me and my conspiracy bag. Yeah, I feel that's like, conspiracy, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think Trump initially um, wanted to appease his supporters by saying that... Um, there's no, it's not really there, the COVID stuff. But I think he's found a compromise as soon as he got COVID where he can go, well, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I had it at one stage, so I think we should. He didn't have kind it. Of, yeah, I don't even think he had it. I think no, it was I just he, he, found that com- he, he found that compromise there yeah, to be like, I, I, can, I can look like I had it, so the people that want some actions made on COVID empathize with me a little bit, but I can also yeah. kind of insinuate that no, we don't really have to rush the vaccine. Where I think it is a different story if Biden co- goes into um, it goes into office because I think they might maybe try to push it a bit more. But like it remains to be seen. Like it, it is all smoke and mirrors. And we're, like they're 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 whispering sweet promises to Americans. Like do you know what I mean? I even think as every as every politician does. Yeah, in any country. I think it's just extra kind of nastier. And this is where I tangent in. Um, just the whole. Um, social media push they're trying to do like i like i don't know if it's clever or it's nasty i don't know what i lean on like. i think i think they're starting to like even the left are more starting to do that even with the bernie thing when he was doing joe rogan and stuff like that they're starting to yeah. lean more to go into the social media endorsement side or kamala or kamala harris going on a sneaker shopping look like, i think that's weird i'll have a few like, sources here um but do you not think that like really did she yeah yeah kamala sneaker kamala, kamala, kamala on the, harris on the complex sneaker. thing yeah 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 she went to the sneaker shop <laughs> Yeah, um, but do you not think what shoes did she cop? I actually don't know, bro. I, I don't actually well, like, know. I need to watch. Genuinely it. though, demographically though, okay, I think that Joe Rogan endorsement is probably worth more than a lot of things that people think. I don't. I don't like Joe Rogan. I don't hold him up to this high pinnacle. But I think he has a following that people literally take for gospel what he says. So does Fortnite. Guess who? Guess who's getting pushed on Fortnite? Mm. Joe fucking but, Biden. <laughs> but I think, I think you know what I think though. But that, demographically, a lot of people play Fortnite can't vote, so I don't understand that one. Like thirteen. But then, but then there's a but then there's a portion I can vote, and bro, even bro, that portion bro, is huge. Bro, they Somebody are, doing the floss they, dance they on the Joe Biden cape. They are ahead for bro. the next campaign. Earlier, you you get the oh damn. Joe Biden's gonna L- run again in twenty twenty four with all the Fortnite. Oh, yeah, bro, all the Fortnite photos would be like, how <laughs> chill. And there's there's a left there's a left TikTok party pushing um pushing. Travis to, Scott's gonna know. run for president in twenty twenty four. It's gone, man, bro. bro. All I'm saying, I'm, well, <coughs> my like, point my my point of view is this, yeah. Whether you see it as a conspiracy or not. Something big is definitely gonna happen, as you guys said. Predicted, Ben. Nostradamus. Bro, it's it's gonna be something that will shake the whole world. That's why like Cardi dropping whole lot of red. Bro, he's out of Iggy's life, bro. Oh, but we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. We're not but, coming back to but, that. <laughs> we're not coming. We're not coming back to Cardi or Iggy, and we're also not coming back to Birkin bags. We can't even afford Michael Kors, so we can't weigh in on that um, debate. Of Birkenbach, so let's get the fuck out. Anyway, anyways, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that something definitely big is gonna be happening. I don't I don't like the fact 
that um, this whole militia group thing is kind of big now because Trump isn't like, uh, Trump was like, if I don't win the election, I wouldn't accept it, which is, which I feel is very unpresidential and very unsportsmanlike, whether you like it or not. I just Bro, feel I think it's more coming from the aspect of uh, Trump has a target on his head if he does get reelected. Like, like it's no, free, I, it's I, free Ryan if he doesn't get reelected to just whack yeah, my guy. I feel I feel he's really really hiding something that he doesn't want to say out. Yeah, I think it's more safety like, thing than than being a bad loser. Mm, I I feel he's hiding something as well. Which I'm saying is, well, that's what I'm saying that if he. If he doesn't get elected, something big will happen. Even though he still gets elected, something big will happen. Do you think there'll be a it civil could... war? Um, Bro. Yeah, I think, this, I, can, I think this can cause a civil war. Yeah. I feel, I feel it has already <laughs> kind of started online with just the whole thing. With like, uh, like one of the well, democratic like, governors. Well, because Trump did say that the almost being, stage almost a coup. Being kidnapped. He'll stage yeah. a coup if he doesn't win. Yeah. I think it it, it's be. just it, it's just it's just very unpresidential, whatever. Well, when that's has ever been, whole term. When has he ever been presidential? Yeah, that's my bro. Question. I just I just feel like I'm not gonna lie. Trump in office was just the- theatrics. That's it. I think that's a pretty fucking fast four years that flew by. Yeah, like, yeah. from when he was first elected to now, that four years has. Just... I still I still remember debates in school on people actually yeah. being in. Because even the last voting was the lesser of two evils. And I think I think a lot of us were on Trump almost. It's cause because I don't think we knew how much of a... I don't yeah. think we knew how much it's of a... It's just some of the atrocities he's caused since then. It's like, he might very much get arrested if he doesn't get put in office again. So I, yeah. think, I think he's fleeing. I think it's not... I don't think it's on his sort of thing. I think he's fleeing the country if he doesn't get reelected. That's why he's saying he's leaving America. Because like you said, Ben, I, I think there's a lot he's holding... That like you know, we don't know about. Bro, he he has many people. He he put many people in prison as well when he was in office. Mm. Well, like every not like he put them in prison. Sorry, like I think only one person. Was it, sorry, was Epstein? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ro- yeah, no, it was Obama's term. That Epstein then, was arrested, and then it was when he was when Trump was in term is when he died. Yeah, I think so. Not sure. Shady. Bro, we'll fact check that anyways. But um, what I'm saying is he had many, like, um, people under him, like, live office. Like, yeah, either Epstein resigned. died last year. So Epstein died under him. But when was he arrested? <laughs> so that was also, oh, uh, so it was under... Under Trump, then? Yeah, it's July 2019. So he was arrested when he was arrested in 2019. Oh, happened last year. We, That's we, you, you can say killed <laughs> Kelvin. Uh, he was... He was no, he, found dead. Yes. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> in his cell. Exactly. With We're no not cameras. sure. <laughs> <laughs> the cameras were not working. For some it's like reason. That, it's like that girl who was my first kiss who uh, I met in Spain. Uh, she oh, Spain. yeah, 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 yeah. I kissed the girl at a concert in uh, Kilkenny. Uh, yeah, I used my Yeah, kid. there's no pictures of her, though. 
Bro, you know, you, you know how to go in school that was blatantly lying about his shit, and then they turn around to me and go, have you kissed a girl? I go, no, I'm fri- I'm a, oh, I was a frigid. He's like, oh, you're a frigid, and all this stuff. I was like, bro, you are literally lying to your teeth right now. Like, like the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> shit was wild, man. Um, I think something that's been on my mind a lot uh, that I've pondered is, like, the whole idea of, um, like, social commentary and free speech and, like, Obviously, with the uh, with the with the latest installment of Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen coming out, um, the Bora sequel, which I haven't watched, I don't know much on. I don't have any take. I'm not interested in that humor. But uh, yeah, I I guess it is to uh, you know, stimulate social commentary, and he 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 has to be responsible for. And like whether he offends a religious, if he's sacrilegious, in it, if he offends a religion, if he offends anything, if he offends. Um, an image or a worship or belief system or whatever or, or a race like I think Sasha Barco and even said he feels like he has a right to do it because he's the type of person that's been subjected to it as well being ethnic maybe that's the wrong well he gave he gave kind of rousing points to why he thinks like he should be maybe the uh, advocate for kind of putting that out but honestly, I feel, but I feel like this I feel like this argument is just regurgitated every couple of months because like, I remember after Dave Chappelle's special came out that people were saying like, what is the line between comedy and actual like hateful speech almost? Yeah. Yeah. It borders on a line of like, um, you can't really uh, eradicate someone's right to free speech. What's almost what borders on the line of disrespectful, but uh, one thing it's caused, it's caused a lot of uh, division in France. So um, the consensus of, uh, Muslim being Muslim in France or Islam is that uh, they get represented poorly. They're misrepresented in the French community. Like I know, well, I think the, the the catalyst of this was the the teacher who was murdered in Paris, yeah, and, and the stabbings and, in in Nice. Yeah, but it's all really um, birthed from the whole doctrine that they have in France that there's a color blindness there and they almost uh, don't take into account ethnic or religious backgrounds. There was a law imposed in France in 1905 that they completely cut themselves from any sort of religious uh, regime, like a Catholic regime, but that was also applicable to Muslims. But from, for thousands of years, like out of 67 million French people, 5 million of them, a lot, the majority of that is covered by um, ethnics in, in, in Africa and who are, who are, who are mainly Muslim. And um, you obviously have French soldiers that are deployed to combat radical Islam in Mali and Syria as such. And it's almost caused this divide in the country where uh, the perception of, 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 of Muslims in France is that they're dangerous. And I feel like it's something to kind of look at because I looked at it from a lens of at the moment, it feels like between what uh, Erdogan is doing in Turkey as well, even, and, and what the Chinese are doing, it feels like, like Muslims are almost the most, some of the most oppressed at this like current time, you know? So it felt like, uh, it feels like the French government, like um, Emmanuel Macron is, is almost negating the whole idea of being Islamic and he wants to totally get rid of Islamic fundamentalists or get rid of the idea of it in schools. And even in like, they have laws imposed where in 2004, you're not allowed to wear a headscarf. And then in 2011, they banned something else as well that is, 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 the, is, is fundamental representation of being Muslim. I just think it's mad because I never clocked that there was that much of a, like a Muslim divide there in France, really. 
Um, mm. And it's been something that's been on my mind. But really, like you said, the catalyst of this um, was the Charlie Hebdo uh, caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad that were seen as comedic, but obviously sacrilegious to Muslims and even extreme Muslims. And it, it, and it, it is a mockery of their you know, their um, figurehead of their religion. And it has caused retaliation from Islamic State and Al-Qaeda as such. And that's really, yeah, what led to the Charlie Hebdo shootings, remember back in 2010, 2011, and numerous attacks related to that. And the, behead- the beheading of the teacher, which has really sparked the divide in the country because that's led to Macron uh, condemning Muslims as all being like it, as a dangerous institution or dangerous... Um, are dangerous as terrorists and um yeah i think it's i, I think it, i think it's mad that the void that doesn't really get much coverage in france we can almost put two and two together and come to a conclusion that like like for some somewhere in france that's so representative and cosmopolitan it's like there's this mad divide in france now over so i want to know what you think so the underlying theme i really came to was um do you, in order to come to some sort of uh, solution to this, and we can, we can continue until this one's up and we can continue then after, um, do you think uh, the best way to, to, um, to deal with this is just to kind of get rid of that material and the Charlie Hebdo stuff? Because Macron has came out and said he backs it, like he fully won't get rid of that because you know um, France prize themselves on being that sort of liberating country that yeah. has free Liberative, speech. Yeah. And they're secularists. They're secularists. So they pride themselves on that liberation and not letting religion dictate their moves. And it's kind of like, but you kind of have a crossroads where you have your people getting killed because Muslims don't, don't, they don't agree with that idea. They don't agree with the idea of Islam being denounced. And um, if anything, Islam is Islam being, uh, demonized a little bit but then on another spectrum it's like there is um islam extremists that are killing people and, and doing these sort of uh, bad acts like in retaliation yeah. too so it's kind of like how do you i think there definitely needs to be a level of respect to because I, I do see it on both ways where i think there needs to be a level of respect towards religion and it's like People obviously hold religion to a high regard, and some people don't hold religion to any regard. So yeah. I think it's about which side of the fence you sit on. But uh, the majority of France don't hold religion to much of a regard. It's actually like almost one of the most non-religious countries in Europe, yeah. if not the world. Like so, it's kind of like it's a difficult one. But they're so populated by 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 Muslims and and, and other ethnics that believe in that that are heavy on their belief systems. And it has caused a divide, and that like Muslims don't feel integrated into the system in France. Which is probably partially true. I know. So I mean, I went to Paris a couple of times, and you go to the what is literally called the ghetto. The part. slums. Yeah, the slums, the ghetto. It, that's the majority, like. And then you go to Champs Elysees, it's a different place, man. Yeah. So, I just thought that was. Pa- yeah. Paris is definitely a, it's side of two <laughs> worlds. Like when from like the airport to Paris, there's tents of migrants staying who stay on the side of the road, like that. Like they're in these camps of like these migrant camps and yeah, then exactly. you go to Paris and there's these huge buildings and these fancy lights. It's just the side of two worlds, basically. Yeah. Like I was in this part, I can't remember. I think it was called like Metropolitano or whatever it's called. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was the ghetto. Like it was the ghetto, but that's, that's, that's the majority you see like ethnics, like with religious background and stuff like that. And then you go to France and obviously it's a bit more, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit more. Yeah, it's it's different. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's mad. It's it's something I never acknowledge. And I think sometimes in the podcast we need to bring some stuff like that to light, um, just yeah. and, and form opinions and like what can be considered social commentary or mockery and what is like disrespectful and maybe. I don't know. You're contradicting the whole um, construct of free speech, but like in some cases, you have to. It's like it's an emergency there in um, France because the way you have school shootings almost in America, you're having like common occurrence of terrorist attacks in France, which is all basically derived from that. It's a retaliation on that. So it's yeah. like, how do you stop it, really? Saying yeah, if there's any. Um, if there's any takes you want to share on that, like just, there's not really much we can do. It's like the voting thing. Like we can't really come to much of a conclusion except our own sort of opinion on it. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> maybe like humor and religion should just be left alone. I don't think they should ever really intermix with each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever funny to like make fun of people's religions. No, I can't. I, I, no, like I can't really, I don't know. I really see the humor in it. I struggle to understand it a little bit. Like Obviously like, there's a market for it. Because Charlie Hebdo started in Denmark, I think, in 05 or whatever. And it's like, it was built on the same humor. And like, you can't really expect Muslims to progress with their humor. If you're still on the same humor. I see both sides. I do believe that there should be freedom of speech to an extent. Yeah, I see it from both sides as well. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's overall it. Let me see if... I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything else on the docker, but I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Do you think Joe Rogan is freedom of speech? I think Joe Rogan is um, clear now because he did a he did a Alex. Jones. What about what about Alex Jones? I didn't watch it. Like I don't watch a lot of Joe Rogan. If I'm gonna keep mm. it, keep it. Keep do you, do you think do you think Alex do you think Alex Jones is freedom of speech? Freedom. I feel like it's a lot of fear mongering. <clears throat> He does a lot of fear mongering. Yeah. Mm. Okay. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, everything's freedom of speech. It just depends what way you digest and interpret it. Like you know, Jones you know one. Freedom. You know oh. one thing I hate. Yeah. Right, freedom from, of speech. You know one thing I hate from like the, if I mean use the political term, the right wing or Republican style is like, oh, the the media keeps censoring us. Yeah. I'm like, why can't you guys just create your own social media and talk there if you feel people would would um, probably because they feel like there should be an even platform where both can be the plus plus I think the algor the algorithms cross traffic is so the algorithms make it where a right wing person sees a left wing person's point of view. And that's what creates debate. It's almost unavoidable the way it's 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 built like like suggestion still, systems. Still, but like since since the start of time, <clears throat> politics has always been still, the debate. Yeah. Yeah, but still, all I'm saying, like, you know when all these people like Alex Jones are like, Oh, look, Twitter censored me, they don't want me to talk and everything. I'm like Twitter is privately owned, it's not owned by the government. Well, they need you know? to do what's best for business. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, someone is someone best is for business. So, but Ben, yeah, so, Ben, I'm I'm trying to give you an answer. Like they do have their own left wing and right wing forms, but no matter what happens, the the way social media is programmed is they're always going to intertwine. 
So I will yeah, I know. talk enough about writing think... stuff. I'm gonna get recommendations that may or may not outrage me. But it's like that's why you can't make your own platform, really. Yeah, I know, I, I know that. Yeah. And politics is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, fuck politics. Well, I think it's I think it's healthy they intertwine because I think it is built on really uh, debating it and having a uh, conflict. I think it, it it's good to be aware of both sides. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely good, uh, conflicting. Yeah, it's it, it's dangerous when they take it somewhere else. But like, yeah, I think it's good. Like, to I, that's why I think like I don't think that anybody should be like strictly left. I don't think anybody should be strictly right. True. You should see both sides of. True. What people are saying. Do you ever see that True. most most experts recommend that you follow someone that's right winged and also someone that's left wing, even if you're like, Armenian? Remember, remember, was it Doja Cat who got a load of shit because she followed some right wing people? No, it was that Twitter girl, Caitlin Bennett. No, it was the Twitter oh. girl who blew up for a while. Uh, I forget what it was over, some TikTok or something like that, and she followed a lot of right wing people. But then she had to come out and explain that she followed them just to have a view on what they say and things like that, but she still got cancelled for it. Because if we're being real, man, the left wing is very weird too. Like, like I help yeah, you... they don't they don't listen to anything you have to say. No. It's they're right and you're wrong and that's no. no, I think you do have sure. to be you have to have that political impartialness to you because I think it is a bit wild if you're just heavily, heavily left. That's what some of them little so I'm gonna call them snowflake Instagram posts. That's what they kind of remind me of. Like, like it, you need that element of 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 you can call it anarchy or right wing or or some bluntness to it. Like, you need that balance. So, um, yeah, that's mainly, mainly my take. I feel it. like we have potted too hard today. Yeah, we potted our asses off today. It wasn't even worth it for a, a little Zoom podcast. If you know us, we hate Zoom podcasts, but. This David is, has COVID-19, yeah, so we can't really hang so. out. Yo, David, David, also, how do you feel that, like, you and Joel Budden got COVID? I think he did it on purpose. This is, <laughs> I'm going to let the people set the narrative, bro. The streets are saying <laughs> that you got it just because Joe had it. <laughs> the, streets the streets may or may not be right, but I'm going to let them start the narrative, bro. Joe Budden started a podcast. David a starts a podcast. I'm a podcast. <laughs> See the signs. Joe Budden gets COVID. David is David like, to, you know what? David is like, yeah, I finna go outside a little second, bro. <laughs> Actually, David COVID started, not too bad, man. <laughs> David start going to all the anti-mask protests in town. Just start absorbing him there. Absolutely catch it. Uh, I wish I could say I, I forced it, but the sad part is the, the fucker. It's not even on your own doing. If I I'm going to get COVID, my, I want it on my own. No, touch wood. Nah, no, touch wood. I don't. I got to sit in a home, bro. I more or less got to sit in a home, so. <laughs> yeah. As much as we make a joke of matter, this is not a joke of matter. Be safe, people, yeah. please. Be safe. Yeah. Um, guys, guys, one more question. One more question. Oh, my gosh, I'm bubbling probably. But one more question. Do you guys believe in QAnon? What? what? You guys believe in QAnon? QAnon? I feel like you're just mispronouncing a word that is normal to say. QAnon. Don't you guys know QAnon? Can you give context to it? Like, that's the next step you go to if we don't understand. So what you mean. apparently, yeah. Is so QAnon is basically an individual that was on an anonymous website where everybody's anonymous and came out and said that the democratic. Um, party, they have rituals where they eat babies. 
Okay, guys, this is guys, this is dead ass. I'm not even trying to be rude. I don't have an opinion on that. Like, like the whole, the whole eating no. babies piece of gay stuff. I can never have an opinion on that because I've I've been sitting down for the last ninety minutes. I need to yeah. go stretch my legs. Somewhere. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, yeah, I need to go. I probably need to edit this. You need to go down, boy. Your social batteries as low as fuck. Yeah, no, I still stay cozy. And you could, yeah, stay cozy is gonna say. Um, if you do, if you do have a fear of this sort of thing, the potential idea of getting COVID, best thing I can recommend for you is eat fruit, vitamin C, keep your immune system up, and honestly, stay at home if you can. Go you'll, on your walks. you'll sweat it off if I'm keeping it real. Like I'm not no doctor or. or advisor of this stuff but yeah any of my mates i've talked to or we've talked about just you have to keep your immune system up as well like that that's that's good sleep i know i'm a hypocrite because i don't really sleep well enough but yeah um yeah healthy diet good sleep just stay safe guys stay safe please all right peace out stay cozy peace episode 21 we out